Church history. Light amid the darkness is seen in the life of Luther. London, G. Morrish, 20, Paternoster Square, before 1915. Republished by Irving Risch. Host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded podcast. Chapter 3. Luther a Teacher, A.D. 1505. Luther soon recovered and resumed his studies until 1505, when he was made Master of Arts. The University of Erfurt was now the most celebrated in Germany, and to be Master of Arts was no mean honor. Luther was duly installed with all the pomp usual in those days, there was a procession by torchlight and a general rejoicing. Luther began now to teach philosophy, though he continued his studies, turning his chief attention to the law according to the special desire and purpose of his father concerning him. But, as we have said, God intended Luther for his servant, and the law must not be his study. To this end God made him unhappy and unsatisfied with all his learning and with all his studies. His conscience would not let him rest. He knew too much of God's hatred to sin, and too much of what would be the penalty of sin unless he were a recipient of the grace of God. Could he honestly say he believed he was a recipient of that grace? He was compelled to answer, no, he could not. Then how could he be happy? What would studying to be a lawyer do for a guilty conscience? No, he must seek by all means to obtain a good hope of eternal life. But at present his alarm was to be increased. One morning a report was raised that Luther's friend Alexis had been murdered. Luther hastened to ascertain the truth of the report. Alas, it was true, the young man was dead. What would become of me, thought Luther, if I were thus suddenly called away? He could answer the question only with groans, and fearful misgivings filled his soul. But God was leading him on, and he must yet have deeper trouble of soul. It was still the year 1505, and Luther paid a visit to his parents at Mansfeld during the vacation. He returns to the university, to pursue his study of the law. But when only a short distance from Erfurt he was overtaken by a dreadful storm of thunder and lightning. A thunderbolt fell close to his side, another might end his existence. He falls on his knees in the greatest agony of mind. What if his time has come? And he unprepared, how can he meet judgment? How can he meet God? He takes it as a call from God, and he makes a vow that if God delivers him from the threatened death he will devote himself entirely to his service. See note, note. It is said by some that his friend Alexis was traveling with Luther at this time, and that the thunderbolt that frightened Luther killed Alexis. But the account we give we believe to be the best authenticated. End of note. Alas, poor Luther, he knew not as yet the value of the blood of Christ that would have cleansed him at once from all his sins. And have given him the good and certain hope of eternal life he so much desired, but instead of this he thinks he must make a vow to serve God in order to be saved. We must not be surprised at this, for those were days of gross darkness, and Luther himself must go through it all in order to teach others afterwards God's true way of salvation and peace. Well, Luther rises from the ground as a new man, not perhaps a new man in reality yet, but a man with a new object before him. The question now is, how is he to be saved? This must absorb all other questions for him. How can he appear before God? Can he go with his sins upon him? No, he must be cleansed, he must be holy. And how is this to be attained? He must seek it by all means in his power. He had desired learning, and the university had supplied it. He now desired holiness, where shall he obtain it? Ah, he thinks he knows. He will be a monk, he will shut himself in a monastery, he will keep his body under, he will pray and fast and deny himself. Thus he will be holy and attain unto salvation. He has heard of some who have attained to holiness in this way, and who have surpassed others. Yes, he will be a monk. Poor Luther, how many a Sunday school scholar in our days could have told him that this was not God's way to be saved, but that in believing on the Lord Jesus is full forgiveness and salvation. 
But, as we have said, those were days of gross darkness and this was supposed to be the best way to holiness and salvation, and poor Luther knew not as yet any better. Did we say, those days were days of darkness? Yes, and yet in many a dark corner of the earth where the light of the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ has not yet come. This is still the way an anxious sinner would be told is the true way to find holiness and salvation. One of Luther's friends, Rubianus, afterwards wrote to him, Divine Providence foresaw what you would one day become, when on your return from your parents the fire of heaven struck you to the ground, like another Paul. Near the city of Erfurt. Yes, both Paul and Luther were similarly arrested, but notice the difference. Paul is at once introduced to the Lord Jesus, whom he had been persecuting in his saints, and soon gets forgiveness and peace, but Luther knows him not as yet, and he becomes a monk. This, though it left Luther still in darkness, was of immense value to him afterwards, inasmuch as it taught him the worthlessness of a monk's vow, and enabled him to deliver others from this great snare. Luther enters Erfurt full of his vow, and is anxious that nothing shall turn him from it. He must have holiness, and this, he thinks, is the way to it. But how shall he break the news to his friends? He knows that all in the university will do whatever they can to prevent him from going and burying himself in a monk's cell. Still he believes it is God's call, and it must be done, and done quickly. He invites his friends to his room for a simple meal and social reunion. They have music and singing and all are cheerful and happy. Luther himself seems to excite him to mirth, but at length he can control himself no longer, and he tells them plainly that he is going to be a monk, he is going to attain to holiness and heaven. They are astonished above measure. What, a master of arts bury himself in a cell. They urge and plead, and beg and entreat, but all is in vain. He must have holiness, and is not this the way? Thought he. That very night, to avoid further entreaty, and while his vow is fresh before him, he leaves his lodging, and repairs to the convent of the hermits of St. Augustine. He leaves behind what earthly goods he has, taking with him only Virgil and Plautus, for he has no Bible. He knocked at the gate, saying, Open in God's name. What want you? asked the porter. To dedicate myself to God, replied Luther. Amen, said the porter, and he was at once admitted to his new but unknown home, and was separated from his parents, his friends, and the world at large. He believes he is now with God, and is not that enough. It was August 17, 1505. Luther would be at that time nearly 22 years of age. The cell, it is so silent, secluded, light so dim, some hope to meet with God there, and converse hold with him. The world they think is outside, with all its sin and wile, yet find they've brought themselves in, with heart deceitful, vile. And when, in isolation, devotional would be, that heart throws up its vileness, and joy and comfort flee.